What's up, everyone? This is Sunny with Chance of Rain, and I'm your host, Sunny. Today, I'm sitting down with my co-host, Jaybad, to discuss all things manifesting. Listen in as we answer some frequently asked questions and turn this episode into somewhat of an informal therapy session. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date with new episodes dropping weekly and to make me happy. Enjoy! So today we're talking about manifestation. And I've talked about manifestation at length on my socials and even on this podcast before. Um, I've had manifestation coaches on the podcast before, uh, but I thought it'd be interesting to kind of bring it up on this platform with you just to kind of get an idea of like, you know, what is, what does the everyday person think Mm. about manifestation? Someone that's not already practicing, someone that's thinking about practicing I know about manifestation again I think it's like looks different for everyone which makes it um I don't not harder to practice but you have to carry it to yourself and you can sometimes feel like how do I do it am I doing it right like there's no set kind of um criteria for everyone single person like everybody has to kind of do it what works for them I know it involves a lot of like visualization and like writing things down and just like you know putting it into the universe so I think some everybody's like somewhat you know interested in it and there's also like psychological studies that have shown that you know athletes and stuff that actually like visualize themselves you know putting the basket in then they tend to do it more often right so there's like some studies behind that as well that it works but I think it's just to what degree I think we just live in a world where people want like quick results and also you know just they want the most so it's like you can't be I think it's also like managing expectations when it comes to manifestation because you can get um discouraged really easily because thinking like oh I've been doing this for like x amount of time and I haven't seen any results and the whole faith element of it like you're not like oh I'm just trying this out like you have to like fully actually believe it uh for it to work it definitely is a journey and it's ongoing like you you're right about that one thing I, I think about often is like uh, manifestation has been around forever. Like we've been mm. manifesting, like, you know, we've been manifesting our reality forever. But like you said, it's not very measurable, but mm-hmm. studies are now coming out saying that like, you know, it's the science of the mind and how like energies and vibrations and all that. And so I do think that like, we're getting into that time where there's going to be more and more studies and quite possibly maybe it being proven that yeah hey this is like or maybe even a formula wouldn't that be great a formula to be like hey this is what you do and this mm. is how it works and this is how it happens in your mind and in your body for now like that's what I've been trying to study and when I learned it and when I figured it out it was one of those things where I was like I need to scream this from the rooftop it was like one of those moments where I felt like I figured it out like I mm. have the secret and I need to tell everybody, like, it can be <laughs> like, like you're Oprah? Like, yeah, I, I, it's me. I'm Oprah. It's me. Was <laughs> I did, but I did start off, like, that's, I think, the go-to for a lot of people is, like, it's, like, okay, I want to manifest stuff, go to the secret, law of attraction. Those yes, are the things yes. that come to mind, right? And so. That's what I'm saying. It's a whole can of worms. Like, you get all these terms thrown at you, right? Like, you know, law of attraction and believing and faith and, yeah. you know, manifestation. There's all these other things that come with it. So it kind of feels like, like a wormhole people think, okay, I want to start getting into that world. I want to do manifestation. I want to do all that. So I'm going to read this secret, which is a great introduction to it. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Great introduction. But 
a lot of people seem to think that, okay, I'll read the secret and I'll do what that says and it'll work. But yeah. the truth is that is just an introduction. There's so much more to learn and work on after that. Mm -hmm. I actually um, put together a few like frequently asked questions about manifestation that yes. I thought we could go through. And one of them is, hey, think about what you want. Mm. You put good energy behind that and you get it. And so one of the frequently asked questions is, is that all I do? But mm. it's like, no, you do have to think about what you want. But imagine a person who is always like, think, like has a habit of thinking negatively mm. or like doesn't have a lot of self-worth to believe that they can have anything. Well, they can think about what they want, but the energy behind it, they're going to go back to their habitual thinking of right. negativity. It's not going to happen. And I think there's a distinction between good energy and desperate energy. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes there's just like this desperation be behind like, which just seeps through. I don't think it's intentional, of course. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you want something so badly, it just comes off as like, oh my God, like I need this, you know, end all be all, which I think is also, you know, too much on the other side of it where you're just, you know, pushing too hard even. Um, which I, maybe I'm wrong in that. Maybe there isn't such a thing, but I feel like the tinge of desperation in that energy just really, I think it goes against that principle. I agree with you. And I think that that desperation, it, it communicates to the universe that you don't have what you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like, like the you're universe not grateful. Doesn't, yeah. The, the, the universe doesn't hear your language behind things. It, it picks up your energy behind things. So when you're um, like asking for something desperately every day, every moment, A, you're, you're communicating so much more that like how, like the, your desperation is communicating that you don't have it. And B, you're not showing the faith in the universe that you could have it. Like if yeah. tomorrow I was like, like, for example, if you were to like, you order something online, you place your order and then you kind of go about your life and you know that order is coming from to you you check you may check the shipping date or whatever um the tracking but you know it's coming to you and you just await it but if you were yeah, that's like, a good analogy right when you place your order it's like you're not going to be sitting on your computer from the moment you place the order to the moment it gets to your house but it depends on the person right like i know people that do that so then that's true so it, I, again it's i think the same thing that you were saying about your like thinking patterns and habitually like the kind of person you are and the kind of energy you put on the universe without manifestation being a thing like some people are the people that are like I've been waiting and like I know it's coming on Thursday but like maybe it'll come earlier you know let me just double check and it's not like I know and then some people place it and don't even you know think they'll forget about it altogether and then when it shows up they're like oh yeah I forgot I ordered this you know like yeah I think that's a good analogy like it just exactly how I think people's energy is right mm -hmm. so that's but where it gets tricky that energy though, that's what the universe is picking up on. Right. Mm -hmm. So like you have to have faith when you say like, I want to make $5,000 this year. That's your, that's what you want to manifest. You want to manifest 5,000 extra dollars this year. Well, step number one, you have to believe that you can do that. You don't need to know how you don't need to know where it's going to come from, but you do have to believe that that's something that could happen to you, that you have the ability, like there's a possibility that you could make 5,000 extra dollars. Mm. And then second, you do have to communicate it to the universe, write it down, say it out loud. I'm right. so happy and grateful that I made 5,000 extra dollars this month. 
Mm. You have to put that out. Yeah, there, I've right? heard that as well, where you have to like pretend that it's already happened. Like, yeah, live as if it's already yours. Yeah. It's and not then, like oh, I wish. It's literally like I'm so happy that this, you know, like yeah. making it, which can seem super non-intuitive, right? Like it did to me. Like I felt it wasn't intuitive at all to be like. I'm happy for this because I'm like, oh, am I telling the universe that I already have this? Like, I don't though. You know, it, it feels wrong in a way. But you want, you want the, that, you have to live as if you already have it. Because when you're saying things like, I wish I could have, or uh, like, I want to have, you're communicating that you don't have it. So right. your frequency at that moment is of a person who doesn't have 5,000 mm. extra dollars that month. When you're saying, I'm so happy and grateful, that I made 5,000 extra dollars this month, you're thinking, as you're saying it, you're thinking of that version of you that made 5,000 extra dollars. Mm. How happy does that make you? How much relief does that give you? How proud are you of yourself when that happens, right? You're literally living as someone who already accomplished it. That's communicating yeah. to the universe, the frequency of a person who received 5,000 extra dollars that month. Right. And I think it requires like some kind of an optimistic, like, personality to do that maybe I feel sometimes people are so you know again it comes back to the thing if you're a pessimistic person to begin with or you know even a realist as they say yeah. it can seem super like no, this it doesn't make sense right because I think I was in that kind of a boat as well where I understand the principle of it like yes this is what I have to do but it just doesn't feel genuine to who I am as a person so then it makes you think like well this is gonna work because maybe it isn't for me right like how do you go about making manifestation feel intuitive to you who you are as a person so it's like do you change the manifestation process or do you change like who you are well in that situation um i'd encourage a, even you or a person who thinks that way to ask yourself why do you feel like manifestation is not going to work for you hmm. why do you feel like it's not as intuitive as a process that you want it to be hmm. You know, right. and, then, and then that right there, when you ask those questions, there begins the inner work, mm. the shadow work, the inner work. Why am I not a positive person? Why do I re revert back to the negative thinking? Yeah. That's when the inner work happens. That's the part that scares people. Mm. Who the hell wants to, you know, dive deep into themselves like that? Yeah, totally. That's the part that I absolutely love about manifestation that rarely gets talked about in like, you know, uh, um, date, like normal conversations with people. We talk about what is manifestation? How do you do it? You know, what are the steps and all this stuff and like the right. abilities, the possibilities that it brings you. But we don't talk about like the, the hard part of it is when you really got to sit down and do the work to mm. why do I feel like I don't deserve this extra money? Why do mm. I feel like I'm not worthy of being happy? those questions yeah. then you when you sit with yourself to answer those questions that shit is hard mm -hmm. like it's because even when you just asked me that too and like this thing jumped at me where it was like oh disappointment I was like oh like you know I'm afraid of being disappointed like I'd rather you know not manifest because what if it doesn't happen and then I'm disappointed whereas if I didn't manifest it to begin with then I won't be disappointed and then if it does happen it's like a nice surprise, right? It's like a nice thing to happen. There's no negative connotation associated with that. Whereas if I like put, you know, my energy behind this and I'm like, no, I want this to happen. And then it doesn't happen. Then I'm left disappointed, right? So as soon as you already asked me that question, that's like the first thing that popped into my mind. 
which was this like disappointing thing, which is really interesting because that's literally how I like live my life. Like I'm very like person who avoids disappointment at same time, like at all times. I mm. like, I set my expectations super low because my whole like, I guess, philosophy is that, you know, if your expectations are low, then you can't be disappointed. And then everything is just like a nice, happy surprise. And it's not like a letdown, right? Yeah. So that's interesting because again, it's that inner work that you're talking about, right? Like, why do I have this? I, I don't want to say fear, but like avoidance of disappointment. Maybe it's like something that I can't handle well, or I feel like maybe I don't have a mechanism in place to deal with it. And it will just like shut me down, which is, true to some extent where that if I get disappointed I'm just angry with myself and the situation but more angry with myself than anything else because the initial response I have is like well that's what you get for having that expectation if you didn't have the expectation you wouldn't be disappointed which isn't a great way to go about life because you know you are going to be disappointed that's just the reality of the situation right so maybe it's better to like have better mechanisms in place to deal with it than to try and avoid it Or another perspective I would offer you in that sense is what if you start, like, what if the next time you were offered with an opportunity, you approached it instead of thinking, well, I'm going to keep my expectations low to avoid disappointment. What if you were like, well, what if the best happens? Let me approach it with what if the best happens and I'm going to go in full bore Mm. expecting the best. And then terrifying, listen, and then if, if you are met with disappointment, now you get to sit with yourself and think, okay, why does this bother me so much? Like, see, you're, you, when you say, like, I have, this, um, I have this belief that if I keep my expectations low, then I can avoid disappointment. Um, that belief came from somewhere. Either some experience you had or something happened to you that brought that belief on, right? Mm. For you, it would be uh, such a eye-opening experience to sit down and ask yourself like to even just try to think where did this come from I have thought about it because it is something that's very like innate to my personhood this like low expectation I'm like my motto is you know hope for the best but be prepared for the worst you know but I focus so much on the latter part of that like I'm I approach everything with worst case scenario as uh, because I feel that as long as I'm prepared for the worst case scenario then you know nothing or like I'd be prepared nothing can go wrong because if it's great then it's great there's nothing that needs to be done Mm -hmm. but if it's the worst and I'm blindsided like again it comes down to like control as well I definitely like to have control in situations and I feel if I'm not prepared for a particular situation or a particular scenario to unfold in a specific way then I feel kind of out of control which is just like it'll just make me kind of spiral which I don't want right so yeah it's like it's very layered like nothing of course nothing exists in a bubble but it is because I think as a child I was just you know disappointed and then I hated the feeling of that disappointment so then I just never like wanted to experience it if I could help it so then if I can help it I just don't experience um disappointment you just built in that protection for yourself yeah sort of and I felt like oh this is great like it makes you feel like a superhero because you're like, well, I can not be disappointed. So let me ask you this out of curiosity in, in your life, as far as you can remember, how often in situations where you had to um, hope for the best, but expect the worst, how often did you get the best? And how often did you, were you glad that you prepared for the worst? 
That's so interesting. I don't think I ever think about of course, it's not the worst case scenario always, right? Yeah. But it just, um, I never think of it like, okay, did it, did it meet my expectations? Because it always does, because yeah. they're just so low. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. just, I literally expect nothing. So then it's kind of like, no matter what happens, I won't be disappointed. So the thought of um, going into uh, an opportunity expecting the absolute best is just terrifying to you yeah because I'm like I'm just setting myself up a failure like that's just what it feels like wow yeah because I'm just like as soon, as long as I feel prepared for the worst I feel very prepared I'm like okay mm-hmm. I'm setting myself up for success like that's the feeling I get but when I think of the best case scenario I'm like I'm setting myself up for failure if I fail then this happens okay I can deal with that and then this happens okay I can deal with that Okay, so if I can deal with the worst case scenario, then it doesn't matter. That's so interesting you say that because actually like a common technique that I use with some of my clients when they're struggling with anxiety is I will kind of like to, to look at the bigger picture, right? If they're anxious about a situation, I'll say, okay, let's go through this, right? Yeah. Breathe. We sit down, we look at the situation. Okay, what's the worst case scenario, right? And I have them write out, what's the worst case scenario? Okay, what's the best case scenario? And then what's the best case scenario? And then I'll go, okay, now what's the most realistic thing that's going to happen, mm. right? Now you're covered and you're prepared so that if the worst thing happens, you like, because the, the follow-up question is, if the worst happens, how can you cope, right? Yeah. They come up with a coping plan. Okay, so now you're prepared. If the worst happens, you know what to do. You're ready, mm-hmm. you're prepared to cope, but- let's settle our expectations to what's realistically going to happen. So it's mm. so interesting that you're, you're, that's practically what you're doing. Yeah. I think it is you just like cut a, out that what's the best case scenario. Yeah. I think it is kind of a coping mechanism for anxiety because even the last podcast when we were discussing, yeah. I don't consider myself to be a very anxious person. Like my anxiety level is not, it's not that I don't experience anxiety, But I think I'm just super proactive in coping Mm -hmm. with anxiety because it'd be stupid for me to say, I don't know, just don't, I don't get anxious, which is impossible. Everyone does. Yeah. But I just don't let anxiety hinder me because I know if I let like anxiety hinder me, it could really, really hinder me. So I have these like coping mechanisms built in, in a way to deal with my anxiety because, and I mean, clearly they're working because I don't necessarily get anxious very easily. Yeah. So I, and I think it is because I think of like, this is the worst case scenario. And you know what, even if that happens, I'm still going to live. So like, and, and that's so awesome because that's really what anxiety is. It's our fear of the worst thing that could happen. Right. And so if you're already assessing that, then yeah, like you'll feel anxious about things, but it's not going to, you're not going to struggle with it. Yeah. But then on the flip side, like you're so proactive, you're so (laughs) prepared for the worst. Tell me what it feels like for you to like feel joy, like just absolute like joy. What does that feel like? I get ahead of myself. I think when I feel like absolute joy, I'm just so like, it's very hard for me to be in the moment. This is something I've been working on the past few months. Like I'm just very much a person that's living in the next moment. Mm-hmm. so when I feel joy I'm just like okay cool but then I don't know there's like a thing in the back of my head just being like oh this is gonna pass too like it's, that makes me it's, sad. it's literally it's just constantly like even if it's good or bad right my 
my mindset is that good times pass. Like the bad times are going to pass. I'm like, this is a bad time. We're going to get through it. It's going to pass. But then I apply the same logic to good times too. Cause I'm like, listen, which in hopes that it makes me appreciate it more because mm-hmm. I'm like, this too shall pass, right? Like you need, should embrace it. But because I'm somebody who maybe doesn't necessarily live in the moment, I think maybe I don't experience it as fully as I possibly could. So this is why I decided that I need to work on living in the moment because that's what's holding me back from experiencing it, right? It's not the fact that I think this too shall pass because that's a realistic thing and it helps me in bad times as well, right? So that's not something that I want to give up. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the fact of like, yeah, it's going to pass, but that's not, that doesn't mean that you wait for it to pass, right? Like you still just live in that moment, which is what I've been trying to do recently. And it's helped a lot, but yeah, I don't know. Like even when you say experience pure joy, I don't know, maybe I am like very guarded and cautious. I'm not saying like I'm an unhappy person. I do experience happiness, like pockets of happiness throughout my day, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, yeah, I can't really explain it. I, I, the, okay, so let, let's talk a little bit about what, um, we're going to put a pin in this. We're going to come back to this. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I want to talk about a little bit of like um, manifestation. Another um, a frequently asked question is basically like, do you have to be positive all the time hmm. to manifest no things, toxic right? Toxic positivity. Right? And, and <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, let me just go through the process. We'll just stick with the example of I want to, um, manifest 5,000 extra dollars this month. Right. So what I know that that's what I want. Now I've said it out loud. I've written it down in my journal. I'm so happy and grateful in the present tense. I'm so happy and grateful. I've made 5,000 extra dollars this month. Now the next step is I'm going to visualize what would it feel like? What feelings are going to come up? I'm going to feel happy. I'm going to feel relieved. I'm going to feel proud. How am I going to act? I'm going to be smiling. I'm going to be telling people I'm going to have a skip in my step. Like Ooh, what telling in, people, right? But right. in my body, like, what is it going to feel like in my body? And then taking the time every day to just feel those feelings, not mm-hmm. necessarily thinking about it, but feeling those feelings, right? It's unrealistic to be like, you're just going to feel those feelings every day, all day until that thing comes. It's unrealistic. Life happens. Shit happens, right? There will be times where negative thoughts will creep up. You will think, oh my God, what if it, what if it doesn't happen? Right. That will happen. But the point is that majority of the time, your attention should be focused on what will I feel like when it does happen? If majority of the time, that's where your focus is, then that's what your frequency will match up with. And yeah. that's what will attract it to you, right? Maybe that's why it's not working for me either, because that whole concept seems terrifying to me. That's what again, saying, my, right? whole, my whole thing is like, it, the dialogue in my brain is like, oh my God, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. You're setting yourself up for oh my god you know like immediately that's where my mind goes which you know me something that I probably just need to like get over me like as you tell me that like you're a you know you're like a successful woman like you're doing shit like you've got like you got a great job you're doing side things like projects like you know you got you got a man like you ain't (laughs) lacking in any category so to me it just opens up this excitement of damn what could this woman have if she just shifted that focus into what could be Hmm. rather than what might happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so funny to me that you say like, Oh, you know, you're good with this, this, this. And my instinct is like, yeah, but it's not like the job in my field, you know, like it's not, which is again, I think comes down to like my standards. It's 
that's it's so weird this is people have said that to me as well and it's not like this is not unknown to me but my expectations for things in my life and others in my life are so low but my expectations for myself are ridiculously high like mm-hmm. unrealistically so right yeah. so it's kind of like the only person that disappoints me is me yeah which is such a like weird um thing to like work through not work through but just like realize because it's not like I have a toxic relationship with myself like I don't necessarily like talk to myself like in a bad way I'm not like oh you're such a fucking piece of shit you know but it's just like ah but you could be better like you could do this better you could do this better like it's never like you did this good for you because it's like I already know that Mm -hmm. I think there is power in actually saying it to yourself right yeah because it's different when you're talking to somebody they can't hear your inner thoughts right but I don't need to communicate my inner thoughts to myself because they're my thoughts right Mm -hmm. but I think there is power so again because I this is a perfect podcast right now because at this point in my life that's where I am I'm trying to do like this whole self-affirming being in the moment thing so I have started doing for the past two or three weeks I've started my day with affirmations so I like turned because I been trying not to like go directly on my phone in the morning which Love is really it. difficult for me to do but Amen. <laughs> I found a loophole where I'm like I'll go on my phone but I'll play Spotify so it's like my phone is doing something I can't be on my phone because my phone is doing something right yeah so as I'm like I don't know going through my morning routine like you know fluffing my pillows and brushing my teeth right I just have these affirmations playing and then I repeat them to myself mm-hmm. and I first like the first week it was like oh my god this is so stupid right yeah but then like maybe two weeks in I realized that it does like change my mood for the day that's where it made me realize that even though you think like they're your inner thoughts and you don't need to tell yourself that you did a good job because you know you did a good job right but saying like hey I'm really proud of myself for the way I handled that situation it seems weird but it makes like a difference because you're like taking the moment you don't have to say it out loud if you say it out loud I think it's actually better but you can just take a moment and be like you know what I'm really proud of myself for that yeah and just that's it you don't have to be like oh I'm the fucking best blah 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 but like I want to touch on that I want to explain that like affirmations a little bit because I think it would be really worthwhile to our listeners like another part of manifesting like the, the reason I love it so much is not because oh I get what I want when I want it no it's because of that inner work that's required right the whole point of when you start manifesting is you are asking yourself these questions. You're, you're looking deep inside of you to like, why am I like this? Or why do I think like this? And then you're having to work through those things. So you're building a relationship with yourself the whole time. Right. Mm -hmm. So affirmations, like the easiest way is like when you think something negative about yourself that you don't want to think that you don't like, you're like, Oh, like I hate that. I think I'm overweight. Okay. Well, what do you want to be? Oh, I want to be beautiful. So your affirmation is I am beautiful. Mm. And you say it to yourself over and over again. It is like you said, it's going to be awkward as hell at first, but you keep pushing through and you keep saying it. And eventually it just becomes your language in your head. And the reason affirmations are so successful in that relationship with yourself and changing that language within yourself is because beliefs are just that beliefs are thoughts that we put feelings attached feelings to and it became a belief I had a thought that I'm ugly and then I attached the feeling of like feeling you know not good enough and Mm. you know all these negative thoughts to it 
well, now that I've talked to thoughts, now that it has become my belief that I'm ugly. Well, I don't want to be ugly. What do I want to be? I want to be beautiful. Okay. So now say I am beautiful and it's going to feel weird at first, but then use attach feelings to that. What am I going to feel like when I feel beautiful? You know, how am I going to act when I feel beautiful? And the more you start attaching the feelings to it, it starts to become the belief that pushes out that other negative belief. Hmm. So it's not like you're walking around and just saying like, I'm beautiful. It's not as corny as it sounds. Yeah, it has to be conscious. It, it has sure. to be conscious and you have to attach the feelings to it. But eventually it does become your new language. And that's also another part of manifestation is we're in, in the process of manifesting the things we want. We are breaking down in ourselves why we don't already have those things what blocks are stopping us from getting those things and then we're working through them to unblock ourselves and work on ourselves to match the frequency of having those things like that's beautiful I think yeah it is it is but then it totally is but it's the trust the process that comes into it again right like it is super awkward I literally had to like trick myself into doing it I put it in my like the things that I have to do daily yeah. to have a good day as we discussed in the last podcast how much I love lists and <laughs> doing things so I had to write it like this is a thing that I have to do in order to like have a successful day so then that's when I was like okay it has to be part of my routine I like need to like check it off that I did that day mm-hmm. um, and it did take a couple of weeks a few weeks actually you know I wouldn't even say a couple of weeks uh, I think the only reason it took a couple of weeks is because you know in that time I did have to deal with like you know unfortunate situations yeah that made me realize like oh like yeah okay that did kind of like the affirmation came into my mind without me having to actually actively think about it right that's when I was like oh okay but then it comes with like the self-awareness of that too right like I was looking for that kind of like thing Mm -hmm. I can imagine that somebody might be benefiting from their affirmations and not even realize that that's happening to them if they're not necessarily on the lookout for it right yeah so it is like the whole trust the process thing, which, you know, affirmations are a smaller part of the whole big manifestation conversation, which again is a huge thing of trusting the process. Yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, everything that's going to happen for you, like anything you want to manifest, like as much as you want it and as quick as you want it, like ev- the universe has divine timing. It's you are putting out what you want and now the universe is working with you to bring that to you but you you are not the sole person in deciding when you get that the universe is part of that decision too there's divine timing to everything and like you said at the beginning of this podcast is in this age of where we're used to getting everything right when we want it immediately two-day shipping next day shipping like right it's, it's hard to stay the course and trust the process but it's in the small wins i think that kind of motivate you to keep sticking with it and keep doing it yeah but it's the art of recognizing the small wins as well exactly associating them with the process I think people want like um like a meal plan like you're like I eat this at this time I do this at this time I do this at this time and then that's what's gonna happen right yeah you have to tinker with the process of what works for you like maybe a morning affirmation thing isn't for you maybe it's a nighttime affirmation you know like 100% but I think that's the thing that requires so much work and people just want um, kind of handed it like a thing handed to them that do this, do this, do this, and then you'll get this, right? Yeah. You can't keep doing the process that doesn't work for you also. 100%. And then get jaded with like, oh, this doesn't work. It's because you have to continue to tinker with the process, which I think is the hard part. Yeah. And I think the, the 
this the way to start it is to build your knowledge Mm -hmm. on what the manifestation process is like it goes way beyond just asking for what you want and getting it and then tinkering with that with that knowledge say how does this work for me it takes time and you're right it is a trust the process thing but even for like as you know you're saying you're like I always expect like I prepare for the worst what if you still did that but then at the same time spent like a few moments of your day like 10 20 minutes a day thinking about the best case scenario that's what I'm taking away from this podcast today where I think that's a small adjustment that could really change your life I'm doing like a harder part of it because I just think that the easier part is you know intuitive or not important but it is part of the puzzle like I can't yeah I'm expecting a complete puzzle just because I did the hard part hard parts of the puzzle it's still not gonna be a complete puzzle like yeah the easy part seems easy and seems like well whatever right but yeah it's not completing the puzzle still like if I want a full picture I'm gonna have to do the easy parts as well so that's what I'm taking away that I should probably think of like what does the best case scenario look for me and then the real I like the idea of the realistic scenario like you said as well Mm -hmm. because a lot of times that's what's actually gonna happen right so then it'll reaffirm my like, okay, like I have that expectation. I did come through. Like it is okay to have expectations because I think the reason I've become this way is because I, again, lean to one side or the other, right? Like I think when I was younger, maybe I used to have like so many expectations yeah. that didn't get fulfilled, of course, right? And um, then I would think like, okay, well, the problem is that I have too many expectations. I should have none at all. Like, I just kind of moved the mark all the way to the other side, right? Whereas mm-hmm. there is a middle ground there where it's like, okay, realistically, right? But as a child or as a younger person, like when you don't have that self-awareness, it's hard to find a middle ground. It's either one or the other, which yeah. is what I think I've kind of become used to that process for myself. But I do like that you said, you know, think of like the best case scenario and then also a realistic case scenario. And you know, then it kind of gives you like those three possibilities, which within itself would um, lessen my anxiety because I'm like the worst case scenario is also not the only case scenario, right? Like there's so many possibilities. 100%. So just even if it is the worst, it you'll still be okay. So it's fine. Yeah. It just gives you another level to like, you're already doing that, that process of, okay, what's the worst that could happen? Right. And then like, how can I cope? Okay. So just add what's realistically going to happen how can I cope and now that I've done that now that we got that settled let's just take a minute to think about how it's going to feel if the best case scenario happens and just like feel it just feel it for a few minutes and it's going to feel good and then as you go on and and then like let the universe show you the possibilities and Mm -hmm. every small win will want to make you think about those good feelings a little bit longer next time and then a little bit longer totally because when the things do go right like you said you have to feel it and you have to associate feeling with the thing right because of course the best case scenario might have occurred but because I don't have any feelings to associate that with it just kind of like roams on its own Mm -hmm. you know whereas if the worst case scenario happens I already have feelings and like you know thinking that I've done in that in regards to that scenario which reaffirms those feelings right yeah so when the best case scenario occurs I might not even realize it has occurred because I don't have any feelings or a mindset associated with that you so do you see what you're doing yeah (laughs) you're manifesting that right you see what you're saying because like so manifesting is thinking about the outcome you want and then feeling the feelings of getting it Mm. 
you're doing that. You're thinking about the worst case scenario and the feelings that would come if you were disappointed again, or if the worst happened, because you know what those feelings feel like. Right. So you're manifesting it, that outcome, because you're feeling those feelings because you know those feelings. But if you were to just turn and and, and think about what feelings come with the best case scenario, feel those feelings, you might offset that and give yourself a chance for the best to happen. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, you're already freaking doing it. Just shift your focus (laughs) to the best case scenario. And that is hard because like you said, you haven't felt those feelings, right? Yeah. I haven't felt them. I used to, I struggled with this a lot at the beginning of my journey with manifestation because I wanted money. I wanted extra money and I wanted to feel financially secure. And every time my, my coach at the time would be like, oh, just feel what it feels like to have what you want. And I'd be like, okay, but how do I feel what it feels like to when I haven't felt it? Yeah. How do I feel what it feels like to be a millionaire if I've never been a millionaire? Yeah. The hell? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And for months, I would go back to that question. I'd be like, I don't know how to feel it because I've never felt it. Mm-hmm. But in that incidence, what she said is, okay, well, think about what would it feel like if tomorrow someone gave you a million dollars? What would that feel like? And I'm like, and I got this like feeling of excitement in my chest. And I was like, oh my God, like it'd feel good. Like it would feel like this. And I had all these describing words to describe it. But then she said, worst case, if you can't come up with the feelings for that specific scenario, just feel gratitude, feel grateful mm. that the best scenario came true. So for you, like, you know what the worst case could be and you're prepared for that. You know what's realistically going to happen and you're prepared for that. Now the best case scenario, if you can't think of the feelings because you haven't yeah. felt that, think about how grateful you would be that you tried this process and the best scenario came. And that's so interesting. Yeah, that makes so much sense that right? when you say and even the worst case scenario, I think I've, because I've done it so much in my life of where like the worst case scenario has happened and I've dealt with it and I've already been like, yo, I'm prepared because, you know, I believe in myself that I can get through it. I've already proven that, that to myself time and time again. I would, I feel good saying that I've gone through that process. Like within myself, I know that whatever happens, I'm a BIE, right? Like I believe that. So there's actually no reason for me to even process the worst case scenario because I've done it so much that it's, it's just inherent to me now. Yeah. Like it's nothing that it, the worst case scenario just doesn't make me feel any type of way because I'm like, I'll just deal with it when it happens. Like, or if it happens, then I'll just deal with it. Like, it's not like it's going to break me. Right. Yeah. So it kind of has like made me be this way of like, doesn't matter what happens. It's going to be okay. I'm going to live and that's it. Right. So at this point, I think I don't even need to think of the worst case scenario because I've just trained myself for those feelings so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but though, again, it's the other end of the whole, you know, best case scenario. I have it. Like I don't ever, I haven't felt those feelings or associated success with those feelings. So it like my success just kind of like floats in my journey because it's not grounded in any feeling. But how would you ever know, allow yourself to build those feelings if you never exactly yeah Yeah. like what would it take for you to believe that the best that that you could bring the best case scenario I think the best case scenario would have to happen okay first of all let me ask you this if you're in a situation I know I already know because you've told me that you're thinking about the worst case scenario do you stop and ask like okay but what's the best case scenario no never that's step number one 
Yeah, because, and now that you're saying that, that makes sense because yeah, what's the best case scenario? Because I don't map out the best case scenario. Even if it happens, I wouldn't recognize you don't it. don't recognize be the it. Best. Yeah, I wouldn't, I'd be like, oh, this is great. Like my thing is like, oh, the worst case didn't happen. Great, you know? It's not like, oh, but this is the best case scenario, which is like even more great, you know, which mm -hmm. is the greatest, if you would. But I don't think of it as the greatest because of the fact that I haven't associated with that, you know, particular scenario, right? Like if the worst case scenario happened, I would recognize it immediately because I've like imagined it or whatever, yeah. right? And I have those feelings associated with it. But even if the best case scenario does happen, I would just think, oh, this is a good thing, great thing that happened. I wouldn't think like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing because I haven't associated with with that to begin with. You know, and like everything that's not the worst case scenario is just not the worst case scenario. It's not like, this is a good scenario. This is the best scenario. It's just not the worst case, right? So it must be great. So then it's fine. So your barometer is uh, fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Change think, the, the yeah. settings on your barometer. Let's yeah, start from the so. best. I think so. Instead of being on the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Because I've just all the time been like avoiding disappointment. And I don't want to say I regret that decision because it has brought me to a place where I feel very confident in the fact that I can just handle things because, yeah, you know, I've just imagined and gone through like worst case scenarios so much, right? So I wouldn't say that I would change that, but I think I did it in an extreme way where now, like you said, my meter is just like, broken yeah. so I but need to just kind of fix that the way I view that I I agree with you like I don't think that you should have regrets I don't believe in having regrets because I think that everything that happens happens for us to learn something from and I'm going to take a shot if I may be so bold is I think that this you've been like this to gain the experience and the knowledge to be able to be like to inherently expect that situation that now this podcast happened for you to recognize that you mm -hmm. have that ability take that same ability for the best case scenario and watch your life fucking change yeah yeah that's you know what you might be right totally and i am in the same boat as you where i agree with the you know the regret thing and the divine timing and it is hard to believe in sometimes because you're like i think a lot of times we think we're so in control of things and mm -hmm. to some extent we are but there's a bigger picture that we can't always see, right? So I'm like, okay, why didn't this work out for me at this time? Why did it work out for me at this time? And then months later, you realize, oh, if it would have worked out for me for then, then I wouldn't have had, you know, A, B, and C. The only reason I have these things that I like so much in my life is because of the way things happen and the time that those things happen, right? Mm -hmm. So it makes sense in hindsight, of course, but while you're going through it, it's hard to like have that faith. And that's where the whole faith thing comes into manifestation too, because you truly have to believe it in order for it to happen. You can't be like, oh, I'm going to say these things. I'm going to do the right things, but not have the faith behind it because then I feel like it wouldn't work. Yeah. But you so I think are, the faith part is hard. I think that for you, you're in such a good place because yes, you do have to have faith when you put out a specific manifestation. You have to have faith that you deserve it, you're worth it, and it's come to you, right? But in this scenario, right, like right now at this point, you're not putting anything specific out there. You're just mm -hmm. changing your energy focus from the negative, from the worst case to the best case. And in doing that alone, I will guarantee you that you're going to see such a shift in your life. And so you're not Yes, you have to have faith that you that good things can happen to you. 
but you're not specifically waiting for a specific thing. You're just going to change your focus to the best case scenario and see, let the universe show you what you're capable of. And like, it's going to be so beautiful. And I'm so glad we had this conversation in this way, because I think that, and not specifically you, but I think a lot of people can relate to this because we do grow up in a culture where we are almost like trained to be aware of the worst case yeah and just we expect the negative right it's generational trauma in the way of like survival mode right because you know the people that you know our ancestors or whoever in your family moved Mm -hmm. here and like there was all this survival mode but when you lived in survival mode for an extended period of time it becomes your norm and then you teach that down so you know there's like first generation canadians or even immigrants that are doing really well for themselves that are still in survival mode because they feel like that's what you see that in our community there's so much like aversion to risk mm-hmm. and things of that nature because it's just you're constantly in survival mode even though you don't need to be but I think we just don't recognize that right it's our chance now though to break that cycle and um, impart more positive wisdom onto the next generation yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna make a promise at the end of this podcast now that you know I'm gonna try to be like a best case scenario person in the way of like of course, I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing because it works for me in that way. Mm-hmm. But just add to it with the, but what if it's a best case scenario? What does the best case scenario look like for me? And then, okay, what do you, what do I think is most likely going to happen? Yeah. Right? Like, and then imagine that and then see what. And just see. You're already doing the affirmation thing. I would say to you, you know what? You know how you said I wake up in the morning. I have the same issue where I go straight to my phone, right? Yeah. And I really hated that. I hated that I go right to social media. So what I started doing is similar to you, like putting on a Spotify, I just put on a song that like a, like a meditation, like a guided meditation on YouTube or just like a nice calming song. And I would, I lay in bed and I turn it on and I just like visualize the best mm. possible day and how it would feel. Or if I'm, if I'm currently manifesting something specific, I visualize achieving that manifestation and what it would feel like. And it's something to do so that your phone is doing something. Yeah. And then you get up, you do your affirmations and then guilt-free. This is a new piece that I've learned. The, how would it feel? Yeah. Because yeah, the visualization, you, I do visualize things, right? I'm like, okay, this is what I would be to be like the best case scenario. But I think I'm afraid to associate feelings with it in case I don't get it. And I'd be disappointed. Right. So it's not just visualize because then I'm like, oh, that doesn't work for me. I don't know what's going on. But I think I'm missing the feeling part of it because, yes, I visualize that this would be amazing, but Mm -hmm. I don't let myself feel how I would feel if that happened. Right. So, again, it's just a arbitrary image. It doesn't it's not grounded in like my feelings and my, you know, in my psyche. So then it's just I might as well be visualizing anything. Right. Like like watching TV is not like doing anything. It's not, you know, so I think the feeling component of it which is super scary to me is what I need to just kind of like do that like the when you say and how would that feel I'm like huh how would that feel like I don't ever allow myself to think that and the feeling part is important because the feeling is what changes your frequency right emotion is what changes your frequency to get you closer to that stuff but I would even like try it I, I try attaching that feeling and if you have a hard time that's that's where like this relationship with yourself comes in right if you have a hard time doing it there then just ask yourself get grab a piece of paper and a pen and just write down why do I have such a hard time attaching feelings to good things mm. and just start writing like that's your prompt and just start writing and you would you'll be surprised what comes out 
I am tweaking with the process. Like, I think this is a very good time for this podcast as well, because the past about like three, four weeks, I have been tweaking with like routines and, you know, just questioning certain things that I consider innate to my personhood, right? It's like, okay, why? Okay, can I make it better, right? Because yeah, it works for me, but it could work better for me. So like, why don't I, you know, do those things? Because it is, you feel sort of protective over it too, right? You're like, oh, this is like what I do. And, you know, like it just, it's comforting in a way as well. And it's uncomfortable to not do the thing that's so innate to you and question it. I had this like feeling that I used to be more optimistic and maybe it's just something that I feel. I haven't really, you know, talked to anybody about it, but I don't know. I feel like I used to be more optimistic, more hopeful, and I'm just more pessimistic now, which I would never describe myself as a pessimist Mm -hmm. but I do recognize more and more pessimistic tendencies in me and it might be because I'm you know preparing for the worst all the time so yeah so I think uh, that's what actually like inspired me to be like okay I need to reassess some things because I feel myself being pessimistic about situations that I don't need to be pessimistic about like there's no reason well we're we're in this journey together now I am your guide and this podcast, (laughs) this podcast is your accountability. It's my medium. Yeah. I'll do a little update in a month's time and be like, okay, this is what I did. And yeah, good. I'm so, I hope that our listeners like got a better idea of what manifestation is and maybe even a little bit of insight as to how they think about it might've been similar Mm -hmm. to how Mm -hmm. you thought about it or similar to how I thought about it. And hopefully they got some little um, nuggets nuggets of info to take and apply to their personal life. This week, your promise is that every time you think about the worst case scenario, you're going to also think about the best case scenario. Yes, <laughs> I am promising that. <laughs> you're going to try. I promise this so seriously too. I'm like, ah, shit. Now what I'll do. Add it to your um, list. <laughs> yes, add it to my list. I will keep you updated and our listeners updated on this um, exciting, if not extremely uncomfortable journey that I am embarking on. That's what it's all about. <laughs> That's, that's my job to bring out the uncomfort in everyone. And my saying is yeah. always on the other side of uncomfort and fear is freedom. Mm. And you ain't going to know until you walk through that door. If any of you feel like you have the same kind of mindset that you're sharing, then, you know, I encourage you to also try that for the next month or so or the next yeah, week. Or make a consultation appointment with you. And not everybody can start a podcast with you, right? So oh, yeah, that's true. Um, you, you get a little you get a little taste of how I work in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, but... because I fully had like three revelations just <laughs> yeah. how we are trying to record a podcast, And if you keep so... listening to yeah. our podcast, each week we will work on one of Gbad's deeply rooted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the guinea pig here, and then we so can binge it and then be like, wow, this this bee really changed in a year, right? <laughs> my my be amazing? you like thank you so much. I promise this wasn't planned. It was all natural, a happy yes, little yes, accident. Yes. But good yeah. things came which, of it. Which shows, again, the whole divine timing of things, right? So exactly. It's uh... Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Head on over to my Insta at Sunny underscore Joe, J-O-H, and share with us what you're currently trying to manifest. And let's see if I have some tips for you. <laughs>